And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update. It's your podcast of choice for all the news, reviews, and everything in between in the world of PlayStation. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti. Joining me, Joseph Garcia-san. How are you doing, sir? Yes, I'm doing very well, Michael. <laughs> Malcolm Chan. <laughs> you, you fucked right <laughs> off with that chat. <laughs> uh, how you been, buddy? How's the job? Oh, Malcolm, let me tell you, I've, it's been real good for me. <laughs> Everything has taken a, 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 a very, very sharp, very sharp, uh, it's been good, Malcolm, is what I'm saying, <laughs> for the last couple of weeks here. Uh, my life kind of rules right now. <laughs> How's, uh, what, what's it like working full-time again? Um, well, it's, it's, it's good. It's nice to get, you know, things like hours and, and, and decent pay and, and all this good stuff that I just didn't realize was possible anymore. Yeah, you were able to use some of it to afford uh, some games recently. <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. notion, right? <laughs> I was actually able to, like I actually had some money left over after paying a couple of bills. I was like, oh hey, I forgot what this was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well I'm happy you're happy. I, I it's been ruling to be me currently too. Uh, you know, aside from the whole cricket situation, which we've gone into on the show. <laughs> We finally took the plunge, Joe. After oh. months and months of saving up, we finally got that 4K HDR TV. Well, hot damn, Malcolm. Indeed. Approved by Joe Garcia himself. Yes. Because I'm a Sony fanboy, of course. It's a Sony Bravia. Yeah, you got that. Uh, which one did you get? You got the 850D? Is that the one you got? Yep. 850D, uh, 2016 model. Got it for an, a nice nine seventy seven. That's including taxes. And uh, well, I wasn't happy with how things went down with Amazon as far as the price because it went down to eight ninety nine. And uh-huh. I asked them the price match, and they said like, "Well, actually, it wasn't Amazon who sold it. It was uh, another seller, so we can't match it." And uh, it was one of those situations where the customer service was like tough deal with it. So I <laughs> so. They were like, oh, you have to return it and rebuy it if you want to do it again. And I did the math in my head. And they could have just done this, by the way. Uh, but I didn't, like, the when I purchased it, it didn't include tax. So if I bought it from Amazon, I'm sure they would include it in the purchase. And right. adding the tax onto it, it would have probably been, like, $10 less in the end than what I was than what I spent. <laughs> so it was like, okay, I still got a good deal. But still, you handled that like an asshole. But anyway... <laughs> So I get it, and uh, despite all that, uh, the uh, delivery system that Amazon does is top-notch, because I wasn't expecting it. They came in. They came straight to my apartment. They called me a half hour before, and two guys came in. They fully assembled the shit right there, which, nice. yeah, it was very nice. And then they they propped it up for me. They plugged everything in, let me turn it on to see everything was cool. Great. And, uh, you know, I thanked them for their help, and out they went. They even knew what a sugar glider was, which not too many people do, but I digress. <laughs> I uh, plugged everything in. It runs like a dream. It's Android TV, so I can actually do all the apps from the TV. Just need faster internet, but that's a problem for another day. <laughs> and uh, we weren't ready for, like, Sandra is, like, watching uh, the Bates Hotel, the what's the TV series based off Psycho? Is it Bates Hotel or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, it's in <laughs> higher resolution now. Yeah. So the picture is so good 
Like she's like, it, it's almost unnatural, but I know it's better, but it feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like watching Dragon Ball Super and uh, just seeing like it's so much brighter now and there's like such a bigger area. Like I, I almost, I'm not going to have a seizure, am I? <laughs> it's, it's like there's so much moving around, but uh, spoiler, I didn't. And it was a really fun episode. And uh, <laughs> then I got to playing video games and uh, I took advantage of Golden Week sales and I got near Automata, Automata, or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> As did I. Near Automata Pia, yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that freak, it's gorgeous on that side, let me tell you. The games just in general are really, really great now. And uh, I'm super stoked. Uh, I've been playing around with my Wi-Fi in here, switching channels up to get better reception, got power lines, so I'm getting, like, direct feed into the the system, so everything's running great. The final piece of the puzzle, the final piece of the puzzle is finally happening, as I've traded in a bunch of stuff to Amazon, and once they accept everything, fingers crossed, because I have shit luck, but once they do, I'll finally have a PlayStation Pro I'll get the <laughs> top resolution. I'll still want to get a a two terabyte hard drive for for it, and then just give the one terabyte to the first PlayStation that I bought, and then everything will be complete entertainment wise. Because I, I tell you, Joe, I really miss having the PlayStation in the bedroom because that Fire Stick isn't working. Let me tell no. you, no, no, it's it it's mm, it's not that good. It's, like, at least for YouTubing, it's not that good, but the Netflix and everything is all right, but still. Uh, it's one, It's the issue of, like, because I used to have the, I had the PlayStation 4 in the bedroom hard hardwired to the modem, so of course it went better. But, you know, running off Wi-Fi, especially in this apartment, it's not, not always a fun time. Let me tell you something, bro. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm happy about that. It, it's been a while since I've, you know, since I've been able to get like a fun purchase, like we, we had to get the bed because our previous bed sucked. Go purple mattresses, by the way. Uh, we got a, we, we had to get a new couch because we had family come up that, that, that'll be a story at some point. Trust me. And so finally we, amidst all that, we'd been saving up. She's like, all right, go for it. Go get the TV. Cause we, we finally did the joint accounts and what have you and mm. got the, the TV that I've been keeping my eye on. And I did research on this shit. Like I, <laughs> I was looking up like make uh, routers, like top gaming piece PCs, 4k TVs or like top four TVs with four HDR, especially. And, uh, you know, Joe was helping me quite a bit as he'll tell you, explaining me the differences <laughs> between things. Like, let me tell you something. The whole, 4k tv shit especially when you want to go into hdr is a real pain in the neck let me tell you yeah because guess what companies love making format wars for no good reason (laughs) like there's hdr but just because it has hdr doesn't mean it has true hdr which is a thing called hdr 10 or hdr that you can use for the purposes that you want like because both the xbox one and the ps4 use hdr 10 like Malcolm just said which his TV includes, but if you want to buy something, if you buy an LG, you're not going to get HDR10. You can get fucking Dolby Vision, which is its own proprietary HDR format, uh, which the gaming consoles are not compatible with. So you would be able to get 
4K resolution, but you want to be able to get that sweet, sweet HDR, which is the real stepping stone, uh, as I've told Malcolm, in terms of, you know, getting a new TV. On top of that, I had to make sure that I got an HDMI 2.0 cable, because yeah, he got that. And on top of that, it's like, there's 4K, but then they're like, ah, oh, it's just like a freaking... It's like a freaking rabbit hole, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is that both the PS4 Pro and, and the Xbox One S both include fast enough HDMI cables to support, you know, those fancy new resolutions that they're pumping out. So, well, luckily the HDMI two cable is like nine ninety nine on Amazon, so I was like, I didn't. Yeah, also it. that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like I got like I got a new cable for my PS4 when when they added HDR support to that, but obviously my I've been using the same HDMI cable I got when I first bought my original ps3 in 07 or in 06 so it's like okay this cable isn't gonna cut it anymore uh so i got one from from best buy and i still work there for like a song <laughs> <laughs> like the most impressive thing uh as far as uh as far as the hd tv i watched uh i hadn't watched all of it so i watched that uh uk tournament that they did on wwe T- network and let me tell you something the wrestler it looks it's like i'm there it's like <laughs> The, the wrestlers are so, like, detailed and fantastic, and uh, the 60 frames is just, or whatever, is just fantastic. So, uh, oh, I, I love this thing. I can't wait to get a TV. And plus, I was able to move my 42-inch into the bedroom, so we have a better quality TV in there now. So it's just awesomeness all around. <laughs> and once I get the PlayStation Pro, I will... It'll be perfect. Sadly, though, I'll still need a 4K TV for the bedroom because my wife won't get the fuck off Dragon Age Inquisition, <laughs> which is annoying because, like, the weekends, my weekends are gone. It's like, because she, she just won't get the fuck off that thing. But anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's already a lot of cursing in the show. I apologize. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, that's been uh, my whole, that's been my big thing for since the last time we chatted. Oh. So, folks, it's been a while. There's been quite a few things talked about, little, little rumblings going on. So we've got some news to talk about. So, Joe, let's catch him up. Catch him up. What has happened in the world of PlayStation since last we chatted? Oh, we're just going straight into it. Oh, okay. I this thing. All right, never mind. Um, I, for me, personally, the, the most interesting thing uh, since our last episode is... Red well, Hood is one of the DLC characters. No, I'm just kidding. Negative. <laughs> um, More on not, that later. But. Well, well um, the original PlayStation, Malcolm, can finally run games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are people, people might be asking? Well, uh, hasn't well, the original PlayStation been running games since 1996? <laughs> no, dummy, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Nintendo PlayStation. The original prototype from... Like 1994, back way back in the day when the PlayStation was just going to be like an add-on or, or or a new Super Nintendo with a CD drive. Uh, uh, yeah, they they they. Well, okay, I guess it's worth going into the history of. Yeah, go for it. Go for is. it. Um, way back in the day, Nintendo had contracted Sony to to create what they were going to call a PlayStation Two words, not one. Uh, which would basically be a Super Nintendo. It would be. It would still be a Super Nintendo, but it would have a CD drive to play CD games. And 
Nintendo and Sony had gotten pretty far along on this project until like the very last second when Nintendo decided, yeah, actually, you know what? We're going to go with Philips on this instead. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was that was a very interesting uh, decision on their part, um, because I think that kind of that didn't really surface into anything like the PlayStation. What ended up happening with that was they ended up licensing fucking terrible games for the Philips CDI. Yeah, I don't know if you know those. those oh, I remember that chestnut. <laughs> yeah, those infamous, those infamously terrible fucking Zelda games on CDI with the terrible animation and the whatnot. Um, like that's what came out of that partnership. And you know, instead Sony was like, you know, fuck all this. We're gonna make our, we're gonna make a PlayStation, goddammit, and it's gonna be our own thing completely. And the rest is history. Um, but you know, there were prototypes floating around of that original Nintendo PlayStation. Most, almost all of them were destroyed, except for one that somebody found at a fucking garage sale like two years ago. Oh wow. Imagine stumbling upon that. Yeah, yeah, fucking imagine that. And, like, this was, like, two years ago where they found it, and, you know, the, the SNES part was, was functioning. Um, you know, you just plug in, well, I mean, I guess the Super Famicom part, because this is a Japanese machine, so it plays, you know, the Japanese games. Um, that part worked fine. Uh, but the CD drive, like, the, the, the PlayStation part of it was just non-functioning. So it's been basically two years of trying to get this thing to fucking work. And finally, somebody figured it out. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this Beck, Ben uh, Ben Heckendorn guy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Ben Heck, who kind of like creates a lot of fucking. Uh, lot, he creates a lot of console mods. Like, hey, let's like, what if the PlayStation Three and Four were laptops? It's like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> um, that guy, he, he's done a lot of that stuff. Um, and, yeah, and he's been he's been you know working on this thing, trying to get the CD drive to work. And he got he got the CD drive to like work a little while ago. <laughs> um, and and that got people like obviously there aren't any fucking PlayStation. There were there no one designed any actual games to to run on like the CD drive. Uh, but once he got the thing working, it's like okay, they they were able to get you know like people put out put out like the coding necessary for people to like homebrew their own games for the CD drive of this damn thing. Um, and this week, uh, very recently, they got it to actually work. Like people people have been making games or have been trying to make like a couple of like little homebrew games or whatever. But he finally got it. To read a CD with one of these games on it, uh, which is fucking cool. <laughs> fucking cool. It is like, yeah, I, I, it's one of the that the going back in that history, that team up. It's like one of those big what if moments. Like, yeah, if imagine where we'd be right now if everything went according to plan. Yeah, like who the like who even knows? Like, I, like I literally cannot fathom what could have happened if the PlayStation had launched as originally planned. Yeah, and it's, I think it came down to something, like, weird. Like, Nintendo still, like, I think it, you probably already said this, so I apologize, but the fact that Nintendo wanted to do, use Game Pack still, and Sony's like, but CDs are pretty cool. Like, nah, I don't see it going anywhere. Like, all right, well, we'll just do our own thing then. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, something like that, because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I feel like we should be the guys to know, but... <laughs> But um, yeah, like I'm not super familiar with with the actual dealings of what what actually broke down uh, between in that partnership because like of course the PlayStation when Sony finally took over and made their own console like obviously that used CDs while the N64 you know, stuck to game packs and you know that kind of that shift obviously <laughs> that shifted the landscape in a big big way obviously um, but yeah like I I don't know if they just decided that. If Nintendo was like, eh, like we'll just license CD games instead for this fucking stupid ass CDI, <laughs> uh, instead of making our own CD based console. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird. So that's where we had those two awful Zelda games, right? Yes. Oh yes. God, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, Ben 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 Heck, he 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 got a video up of of watching or not watching of, of getting <laughs> these games to to run. Like obviously they're not official games, like because no one made official games for this thing that never came out. Why would they, right? right. Um, but someone, <laughs> like someone in the homebrew community, they they developed a simple, a simple little game to put on a CD-ROM to put into the CD drive of this system that never came out, and they finally got it up and running. So even though it's not like you know an official game or it's not like a Mario game that never came out or anything, it's still it's still a really cool thing to see. It's a really cool piece of gaming history. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean it it, <laughs> it it's it like even though there were no games that came on to it officially, as you were saying, uh, it's what gave Sony the itch to yeah. get into the industry. And if it wasn't for this, this, uh, jalopy here would compare to what we have now, but if it wasn't for this thing, like Sony was like, well, we've already got like everything we need, every, all the plans for the system out. Let's just do our own thing. And yeah, the rest is history. Now, now they're like the top dog. They're the big doe. <laughs> <laughs> believe that <laughs> alright that's no funny damn it, damn it. <laughs> god damn uh, <laughs> uh, but but I digress and it's funny because it looks like uh, Nintendo's hot back in that number two spot like believe it or not they they are slowly approaching that number two spot now the two giants and oh it, it, yeah. it's just wonderful it's it's great to see and yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. What else happened since we've been gone? All right. So some actual new things that happened. Um, I guess probably if if we're being honest with each other here, the biggest story is probably Call of Duty World War WW2 has officially been has been revealed. Um, obviously, rumors have been swirling for a little while that they they were going back to World War Two, and by gum they went and did it. <laughs> um, it's 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 the slurry said it's called WW. Too, and that's you know in, in Roman numerals WWII. Like that's that's the name. That's what they're going with. Um, and yeah, like obviously the, the known quantities are that Sledgehammer Games is 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 developing it um, as per the 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 established uh, developer cycle uh, of the Call of Duty, uh, I guess uh, franchise. Uh, Sledgehammer, which also did uh, Advanced Warfare, was was with. Personal friend of the show, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, yeah, and and you know, like a lot, a lot of things were confirmed that are, are what you kind of expect out of a Call of Duty game. Now, um, there will be a beta if you pre-order. Uh, they revealed, the, you know, the Nazi zombies will be making their return to the game as well. Oh, um, Lord. <laughs> yeah, just you know, all all the trappings that you would expect out of out of a Call of Duty game at this point. Um, and that'll be out the first week of November, as as one would expect as well. Um, I'll, I'll be excited for it. Is if you work for Brad Pitt and he wants you to collect a hundred scalps before he'll send you back home. Uh, I didn't catch any of that because you're cutting off. Oh, uh, can you hear me better now? Yes. All right. I, I will be personally really be in the to the game if you end up working for Brad Pitt as your general. And oh, <laughs> he wants you, he wants you to collect a hundred Nazi scalps before he sends you back home. Like that. <laughs> Oh, which, which shouldn't be any problem in this game, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you would think that everyone could get behind that kind of message nowadays, but apparently not. <laughs> so yeah, th th this is essentially what brought Call of Duty to the dance. They went back to their roots, as uh, yeah. 
fans didn't want futuristic stuff. So look for them to do like old school stuff for the next uh, five or ten years until people suddenly <laughs> want futuristic stuff again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's weird because it's like, oh, Infinite Warfare. They they say, oh, it just it didn't resonate the same way. Like that was still the best selling game of fucking 2016. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know what the big deal is. So all right, whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's. I don't know, like, I, the idea of going back to World War II, it's like, all right, I guess it's been a good while since it's been, it's been or at least in Call of Duty, that they've gone to World War II. I think it was World at War was the last one, because after that it was Modern Warfare 3, and then... Yeah, it's been, like, and modern... Then, and then Black Ops, I think. Yeah. And then, and then Black Ops, and they've been alternating between Black Ops and future stuff as well, so it's like, okay, it's been a while. It's been, like, modern to futuristic for a while, so, yeah, as you said, it's been a while, it, this, I mean, it kind of feels like a direct answer to Battlefield One, but yeah, because yeah. that was that was probably good. I mean, the game has been in development probably as long as Battlefield One was, um. So I don't think it was like, I think the timing was kind of coincidental. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, let's pivot to World War Two now that Battlefield, because this game has been in development since you know the end of Advanced Warfare, which was what three years ago or two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. So the game has been in development a while. I don't think it's necessarily fair to be like, oh, they're just doing it because Battlefield 1 came out. It's like, no. <laughs> the game's been in development a little longer than that. Um, but yeah, like I, if the time, if there was a time to go back to World War II, I guess the time would be now, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and it's funny, too, because it's like people, <laughs> you know, people are like, hey, can, can, can we use female soldiers in, in multiplayer leases? Like, yeah, sure. And then there's like... <laughs> It was funny seeing on Twitter some guys like, "Uh, that wouldn't be realistic because there weren't female soldiers during World War Two. And then like, <laughs> and then a different Twitter thing was like, "Oh, Nazi zombies confirmed. Nice." It's like <laughs> this fucking guy is so worried about realism, but he's like, "Oh yeah, the Nazi zombies. Oh, that's okay." Well, if there was a female <laughs> Nazi zombie, then he'd be like, "Okay, that's not." <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever, guy. What this fucking room? It's just fucking real. Oh well, yeah. You can only play as a female soldier in Nazi zombie mode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it really that hard to dis- to fucking suspend your disbelief there, buddy? <laughs> but anyway, expect this. Expect World War Two. It's funny <laughs> to release on uh, November third. I hope that. And spoiler, it's going to sell really well. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I'm sure the game will be. It'll, be, it'll do just fine. Whether it'll resonate, quote unquote, we'll see. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's awesome. What else happened since then? Uh, another game uh, announcement here is Darksiders 3. Uh, the announcement for that initially leaked um, on, on the 3rd about a week ago, uh, and then they just went ahead and confirmed it <laughs> later that day because, uh, I guess, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, if, if there was something I was not expecting to ever be a thing again, it was Darksiders. Yeah, because people were hopeful because, I mean, those first two games people really liked a lot, and then, you know, Nordic... Or THQ specifically, the original THQ um, just went and just fucking imploded, uh, mm. and then now it's THQ Nordic again, uh, which is weird. It's like, why would you take that name back <laughs> after it failed? Um, but anyway, it's now Nordic Games became THQ Nordic, uh, and they've got a new developer behind it. It's I forget what the developer's called. Um, what's the new? Well, anyway, <laughs> point is. Uh, it's it's following in the theme of the original two games where it's like, all right, you're playing as Fury, uh, Fury being one of the horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, horse lady, to be more accurate in this specific game, uh, 
or horsewoman. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, horse person. Thank you. Horse person. Horse person. Like like bird person. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and Morty. Um, the point is, uh, yeah, this there's no release date for this yet, but it's gonna it, it's a good looking game from the screenshots that I've seen. Uh, it looked really alpha to me, so I don't. I, I'd be shocked if we saw it in 2018. Like I, I feel like we're probably going to be waiting till 2019. But um, I don't know if it's that far gone. The, the, the screens look pretty good for for something that'd be out that late. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, like like I, would, I, would, I like I don't think it's unreasonable to expect it next year, sometime. But yeah, it's good to see this franchise back because that's a that's a franchise that resonated with a lot of people, and then THQ blew up, and like it just became completely uncertain what was going to happen with that. Um, yeah, that- that's one of my wife's favorite series right there. Like, uh, she loves the first one, especially. Uh, she didn't quite get into the the whole Darksiders 2 for whatever reason, but probably because it was com- it was combining a lot of stuff. Like, it was, like, Zelda meets Prince of Persia meets Diablo 3. It was, like, a lot of stuff they were mixing in, so. But they're all highly, re- they're, like, really nicely revered games. Like, I... I don't want to say cult following, but it like every it's like they're universally accepted as really good games. Yeah. So it's really cool, especially because there isn't an ongoing story like amongst the first two games and will continue in the third game, which I would like to think is leading up to the fifth game where finally all four horsemen join up. <laughs> like, uh, though, against what? I'm not sure, because uh, in this one, Fury is essentially taking down the Seven Deadly Sins, not the anime. But, uh... <laughs> and, uh, you know, hunting him down, I guess, on behalf of War, which War really has it rough. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the whole tale of his uh, existence has been his life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I really hope it's going to be a good game, but I, I feel like it will. So, yeah. Anything else to add on this, buddy? Uh, I do not. All right, moving on. All right, uh, moving on is Sony announced their E3 press conference time and date, which is in line with every E3 conference they've ever done, which is which means they'll be doing it that Monday night, the day before the actual conference or the actual uh, E3 show, uh, Monday, June twelfth. At 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Uh, if you're across the Atlantic Ocean, figure it out for yourself. I don't know. <laughs> you can Google that. Um, but yeah, it's that's in line with every conference they've done. So the day before the actual show floor opens up, 8 p.m. Uh, my time. There you go. Yeah. Uh, big big news. That is essentially Sony's WrestleMania right there. <laughs> and of course, uh, placing ex- placing ex- Experience is SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, like I'm. I'm excited. This is gonna be an interesting E3 because a lot of people. I mean, obviously, you know, PlayStation as the front runner uh, currently. You know, they've obviously got a lot to to do to kind of maintain that momentum. And then Microsoft, of course, has will be revealing the Scorpio uh, properly um, for the first time. Which also means I get to use the Hank Scorpio theme yet again. Yes, can't get enough of that. I, that is the best theme ever. <laughs> I really uh, wish that character came back. <laughs> uh, and then Nintendo, even though they're not going to be doing a conference, as you know, they haven't done that in a while. Um, but you know, with the Switch being as big as it is, and and the games that'll be releasing later this year, um, 
there's a lot to look forward to on that front as well. So it's going to be an exciting year for E3. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I'm always really, really excited for these Sony conferences, especially after the last two years. It's like their their conferences are last even three years. Like when did they announce uh, Final Fantasy VII remake? That'd be two years ago, I think. Two yeah. years ago. So yeah, so like like the conferences I felt were always good. You know, like we would joke there would be like one snore moment, but ever since that one where they introduced Final Fantasy remake and Shinmu three, it's been like a roller coaster ride. It's been like nonstop amazing games being announced and new exclusives and you didn't think there was any way they could top that last one and then we had last year which <laughs> they announced resident evil 7 they that that was when the game was formally announced they announced like all these new ones they announced god of war that looks really good and all these other games so and especially with the way this year is going you can't like you have to wonder what the hell could they do to possibly <laughs> possibly top the last couple of years cuz you know we hate to say you know you don't want to say oh they won cuz it's not a, e3 because it's not a competition but you know it's really felt like they've won e3 for the last two years so mm. um but you know microsoft has uh momentum because it's gonna announce the scorpio which i'm also interested in because it if they god forbid they repeat the same mistakes they made with the xbox one announcement like uh if half the conference is them talking about how awesome the system is i don't know Especially in when they're in a bit of a rut as far as exclusives and all that go. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I guess that's why they got ahead of it. Like about what was it, like a month or two ago, where they announced all the specs. Um, that way, I, I hopefully, so they could just fucking show off some games instead during their E3 conference. Uh, I feel like we have to do a prediction special just before E3, talking oh. about all the stuff we feel is going to happen because I have some like theories there. Uh, then you also have Nintendo who's riding an all-time high right now with the success of the Switch, despite only really having one game on it. And uh, <laughs> oh, it's, got, it's got Mario Kart now. Come on. It's got two games now. Don't worry. And it's got, Puyo, it's got the best version of Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is an excellent game, I might say. Okay, okay. Uh, but I digress. I like, what, what, what could they be cooking up down there? Because with their... their I, I, yeah, got, they've got Splatoon coming out, I think, next month as well. Oh, boy. That's where they'll probably get into, hey, get ready to pay for, pay for multiplayer, because that's definitely still happening. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you forgot about that, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't, but it's like, man, that's, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> they've, done, they've not proven themselves as, as someone that you would want to pay for their online services no. for. No, <laughs> especially if I have to give the game back at the end of the month. No, get out of here with that. <laughs> Like I'm perfectly cool just uh, playing locally on Mario Kart. Thank you very much. But I digress. <laughs> so there is some competition there. It's, uh, but at the same time, Sony knows what they're doing with these conferences now. So I'm, I'm going to be very stoked to see what they cook up on uh, Monday, which once again, I will have off. And I, I can't wait to discuss with you what happens as well. So mm. going to be good. Uh, all right, anything else you want to add on E3, bud? Uh, not yet. All right. Moving on. All right. So we've got NPD results for March 2017. And, um, yeah, it's a big month for, it's a big month for Tom Clancy's, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, apparently. Oh, son uh, of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Last time we talked, uh, 
we talked about them being the best digital game uh, for for PlayStation in March, and they just went ahead and took the top spot overall as well. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to do some research on Tom Clancy games because I I I swear Division did surprisingly really well too. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that led <laughs> that led software. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild was at number two. Um, that does not include digital sales though. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. But it doesn't. Yeah, but it does include both versions of the game. So that that that's the Wii U and the Switch version uh, uh, combining. Okay. Combining for number yeah, like all the MPD results are, are combined across all platforms. Gotcha. Uh, um, Mass Effect Andromeda was at number three, uh, despite you know being out for like a week <laughs> uh, in March. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn at number four. Uh, nice. Yeah, as as we recall, that game came out February twenty eighth, so this would be the actual month where you see actual see actual results for it. Yeah. Uh, that- just like, and as I was saying, it came out at the end of February the twenty eighth. So March is not including all the people that bought it on launch, right? So, so the fact that it's number four against those games, uh, especially, I, I think is like a pretty good win for them. Yeah, especially as a single platform game. Mm. Uh, you know, Tom Clancy is out on on three platforms. Zelda's out on two platforms. Uh, Andromeda's out on three platforms. So pretty good showing. Mm. Uh, number five, another good showing. Uh, would be MLB 17, the show uh, for PlayStation 4. Um, that's now a single-platform game, I believe, as well. Um, I don't think they put out a PS3 version. I think this is finally the year they cut off the PS3 version. Uh, and unfortunately, there hasn't been a Vita version of that game in, in a couple of years as well, <laughs> Just which, which sucks because, man, like I remember when that first came out on Vita and you could fucking get both versions of the game and, and fucking carry your, your road to the show progress between them. Ooh-wee! That was a good. That was a good couple of years. <laughs> oh man! Before Sony just completely shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I got MLB 17. Uh, and yeah, no, no surprise that game is still real good. Um, also worth noting that for, for both Horizon and MLB, um, again, just like with uh, Zelda, does not include digital versions of that game um, or those games. Uh, GTA 5 still still going strong at number six. For Honor at number seven. Uh, NBA 2K17 at number 8, uh, Near Automata at number 9, and Infinite Warfare, Call of Duty, uh, rounding out the top 10 for, for the month of March 2017. Um, and as far as hardware is concerned, I do believe um, so they, the Switch went ahead and uh, was the top-selling console of the month. Um, not surprising, uh, you know, being, you know, all the, you know, getting that new hardware hype behind it, uh, but still selling out very well. Um, I believe Nintendo said that they sold over 2 million consoles that uh, they went ahead across the 2 million mark, which is pretty impressive. Uh, good for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... That's a, that's a great console. It it really is. I, I'm quite astounded by how much I like the thing. And, uh, you know, the newness of it, the fact that it launched with a really, really, really great launch game like Zelda. It did have other games, but let's... Let's be frank here. Zelda carries that thing <laughs> yeah. that's back. That's that's as good a launch game as you you could hope for for any system, really. Mm-hmm. That game is real good. And you know, I was probably you know originally my plan was was to if anything wait till the holiday season, but I had that amazing deal with uh, GameStop, so who knows how many people took advantage of that too. But uh, on top of that, the fact that it's a good system, word of mouth, great launch game, really really helped to it. Uh, I think I even read somewhere that it's on. Right, if it sticks on the path that it's on, which is a big if, it's already set to outpace uh, the Wii 
Not yeah. The, not the Wii U, but the Wii. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's doing really well. So we'll, yeah. We'll... Yeah. Like those, those early numbers are always, you know, it's always rough to, to kind of hang your hat on them too much because the Wii U sold fairly well at launch as well. So, um, We'll see, but I think the the, the Switch is, is resonating with people in a much better way than the Wii U did. Because, um, man, like, I found myself, you know, playing Persona 5, I found myself saying, man, I wish I could fucking take this with me, because I'd probably be done with that game by now if I didn't have to leave it at home. Because, uh, like, like, I would love to play, like, Persona 5 on the fucking bus <laughs> on the way to work or back from work. Uh, precious hours that I, I had to leave behind. See, that's the power of the Switch, and I think that's all that's going to work in Sony's favor because I guarantee you they have been working on something similar. But yeah, there's like like Horizon is the same way. Like I was thinking, oh, I would be so far into this, even further into this game right now if I could take it to work and play it there and stuff like that. But so when they announced like PlayStation Five is essentially PlayStation Four meets a Switch, then you know people are going to be lose their minds. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what Sony has in store for their next gen system, but that that's probably way. That's mm. way. Um, yeah, I, I I will say that you know one more time, doing really well. Uh, Mario Kart Eight just came out. Played a bit of it with uh, my cousin who came up to visit. It was a fun time. It's, yeah, like I'm probably gonna buy that later this weekend. <laughs> I can't believe I got that game before you did. Like, <laughs> that's, that's still crazy to me. Well, I mean, it's only because I hadn't started this new job yet, so. Yeah, that's true, and I was able to completely pay it off thanks to that insane trade-in I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason I didn't, like, drop everything and, like, sell everything I had to get is because, you know, it is, like, it is still Mario Kart 8. I did play a lot of that already on the Wii U, but to be able to take that with me wherever I want and have all the DLC on it as, as well, it's like, all right, I, I, I definitely want to rebuy this game. <laughs> um, like, I already sold off the Wii U version uh, a couple months ago. Because uh, I because I knew I'd be getting deluxe on the Switch, but yeah, Man, it's a great it's a great system. Yeah, we'll see if it can carry on its momentum going forward. Like I predicted that we would see like this big big boom at launch, but it would die down and then probably pick up again right around when Mario comes out. Mm-hmm. But we'll, well, we'll see. Maybe it just keeps going strong. Who knows? Yeah, because I mean they're getting a lot of indie support too as well. Um, to tide people over kind of in between those tentpole releases. Um, like, I've seen some, I've seen some pretty good releases come out for, for, the, for the Switch already, and there's a lot of stuff still coming. Like, I think they just announced that Thumper's coming uh, for the Switch as well. Uh, and forgive me if this was one of the news uh, bites you were going to, planning to talk about, but did you hear the news about Rhyme? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it wasn't because that only affects the Switch version, <laughs> so I wasn't really going to oh, yeah, yeah. talk about it. But I, I just think what they did was really smart, which, you know, if you hadn't been keeping up the news, like it was going to sell for $10 more on Switch, but right. then they finally figured out a way where it'll be the same price digitally. And if you physically, they can't change that price, but tell you what, we'll throw in the soundtrack for free. I'm like, okay, that's, yeah. that's cool. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. End of story. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> what else happened since we've been gone? All right, we've got some VR news, gamesindustry.biz. Uh, they've got a pretty big, well, I mean, they don't have the scoop. Super Data is the company with the scoop, but they, they, crunch, the, they crunch the numbers, and, and uh, they've got a lot of VR numbers uh, overall. Um, for the PlayStation VR specifically, they've, it's been doing pretty well. They stole, Sony sold 375,000 VR units uh, in the first quarter of this year. 
Uh, and Sony believes that it is on track to sell 2.6 million of those units uh, in 2017, uh, which is pretty optimistic, especially <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to have a couple of quarters that would be you know surpassing that 375,000 mark. Uh, but yeah, it's especially interesting because as 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 this article points out, you know, Sony has been like really, I mean, like I, as well as it's done, like they haven't been promoting the VR a whole heck of a lot since like the initial launch, uh, and there aren't a lot of games as as far as as far as I'm aware that are you know on on the docket for for that to come out as well. So, I mean, in truth, interesting. Yeah, in truth, there is as many must buy Switch games as there are must buy VR games right now. Yeah, and even then, like one of them being like you know. Resident Evil Seven, like you can also play that game without a VR, so it's not necessarily True. it's not necessarily a killer app for for the PSVR. Like, uh, I mean, there's some interesting experiences, and that's what it really has right now. Like, Batman VR, I think is fun, but it, ultimately it's an experience more than it right. is a game. Uh, and and they price it that way as well. Like that game that yeah. launched at tw- at twenty bucks, um, and you could probably buy it on sale as well for right. less than that. Uh, I think like the other, like I was going to say the other must play game for VR would probably have to be Resident Evil 7 and <laughs> Farpoint, which uh, looks actually to, like the more I see it, the more, the more it looks like a bigger in scope game. I thought it was just going to be <laughs> like a jokey, you're on, you're on Mars, try to survive type of game. But no, there's, looks like there's going to be like this full on story about it. So uh, I, yeah. I'm curious about that one. Well, um. Job Simulator is a game that I've enjoyed a lot of. Um, <laughs> like that's 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 a pretty good game. That's yeah. That, I'm just bummed because because uh, I play that game with with one of my old coworkers at uh, at Best Buy. I'd go to, over to his house after after we closed a few times and played. And goddamn, he's moving to LA soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there goes my access to the to the VR and also a good friend. <laughs> but, but, good save. But uh, <laughs> but also the VR. Goddamn it. I'm gonna have to buy one uh, soon if I want to keep playing uh, things like Job Simulator. Uh, Thumper is real fun in VR. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a few things out there, you know. Now, but it's I don't think games are coming out at at the at the pace that either I as a consumer or Sony as 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 the proprietor uh, would want. So hopefully, hopefully E3 would be a very nice <laughs> E3 would be a very nice platform to, to announce some new stuff for that. Yeah, I mean it, it'll be very curious, like. You know, it, a price drop would be nice if, like, if they brought it down to three hundred. I think that would be easier to get more people. But even if they didn't, it's still the most inexpensive way to try out VR right now. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you still obviously have to buy a PS4. So if you don't already have a PS4, you know, you're you're talking about a seven hundred dollar buy-in minimum, uh, which is you know not an insignificant ask. <laughs> you know, that's still that's a lot of money. No way, no two ways about it. But uh, compared to you know the Oculus Rift or or the HTC Vive, uh, which are five to six hundred dollars a piece on their own, on top of the, the the super fucking computer you'd have to have to run either of them, which would be at least another eight hundred dollars, like for like a minimum spec computer to to use those machines, uh, probably closer to a grand or or twelve hundred bucks uh, if you want something to run them well. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely a much cheaper option. Uh, and the this article kind of goes into the sales numbers on those as well, and you know the sales reflect that as well. Um, you know, 325,000 units for PSVR. Uh, like for comparison, the the Vive sold 95,000 uh, units, the the Rift 64,000 within you know the same <laughs> period. So uh, definitely, 
the the VR definitely enjoys an advantage in that space. Um, overall, the, the, the top the top selling VR would be Samsung's Gear VR. Obviously, that thing only sells for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, and people already and millions of people already own you know Samsung Galaxy phones. So it's just a matter of you know plugging in, buying this hundred dollar accessory and and being done with it. Um, and you know it's a, it's a cool option. You know um, the sales reflect that as well for sure. Uh, that's the top selling uh, VR option, selling seven hundred eighty-two thousand units. Uh, you know, doubling the the the, the PlayStation essentially. And uh, is you know we're slowly seeing VR become more and more of a thing. Like uh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, something like uh, concerts and shows like to do now is sell VR seats, where they yeah. just basically stick a three sixty camera on, <laughs> and you just like watch from wherever. Like imagine yeah, it, being able to do WrestleMania like that one day. Yeah, that fuck yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, and it's cool to see, you know, after all, after literally decades uh, of, of of promises and and, and half steps and, and promises and counter and half measures to see if VR finally get an actual foothold. It's cool. Like like we all remember the Virtual Boy back in the oh, day. Oh lord, <laughs> which was you know red eye. <laughs> oh boy, um, and so many different promises and 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 visions of the future, like. <laughs> like obviously we all remember the the Power Rangers, but remember the VR troopers, huh? Remember those guys? Oh God, yes, I do. <laughs> Marketing themselves on a, on 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 something that wasn't really there, which um, really had nothing to do with. No, it, didn't. It, it just it just was a cool acronym they could just throw in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's cool to see VR finally take off the way that we have has had been promised for literally literally decades. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that well. It's definitely safe to say this isn't a failure. So hopefully, yeah. that with these numbers, someone would be like, "Okay, it's gonna. This is a thing people are interested in. Let's start pushing it." And yeah, it's it's time to make something happen with that momentum. Right on. All right, what else has happened? Uh, let's see. We've got some EA slash Mass Effect news here, Malcolm, to talk about. Oh dear. Uh, we've got a couple of different things here. Um, first off, is that EA responds. Finally, about a month and a half later, they've responded to the, let's say, mixed reaction <laughs> to Mass Effect Andromeda. That's, uh, that's true. <laughs> put, that, put that very mildly. Um, they want to, let's see, we've got, uh, was it a financial report today? The CEO of EA, Andrew Wilson, said, quote, Mass Effect Andromeda is an interesting title. Uh, it was in development <laughs> for, <laughs> it was in development for a really long time and represented a lot of the great things that Bioware is known for. Story, size, depth breath, imagination. Uh, and while overall the aggregate review scores were lower than we would have liked, we did have over 100 reviewers score the game at a, at 80 or higher. And I'm wondering if he means, like, are you talking about user risk reviews, my dude? Is, yeah. <laughs> um, so it represents a fan base that's very passionate, that's looking for very particular things, and many players found exactly what they're looking for, and some players did not. I think that's kind of uh, whitewashing some of it, but alright. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, he he also pointed out that BioWare continues to support the game's uh, multiplayer, uh, which is true, I guess. Uh, I guess if there was anything to hang your hat on in that game, it's that, you know, the combat is real good. And if you wanted to do just combat, uh, the multiplayer is there for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, they, they also announced that um, they're kind of putting the series on hold for now, um, despite how how uh, he tried to kind of spin <laughs> the reaction to the game. Uh, yeah, they went ahead and said, ah, the series is going to be on hold for, for a while. 
Uh, they also announced that um, that while they they didn't, it's important to get the wording right. They didn't cut jobs at at, at Bioware Montreal because they share office space with uh, EA Motive, uh, which works on, right, which I believe is helping doing a lot of work on the upcoming Battlefront Two. Um, so they kind of just moved everyone, a lot of people over there, and are just kind of supporting the multiplayer in a minimum way. And they kind of were like, uh, oh, we're we're kind of we're kind of putting Mass Effect on hold for now. Um, Unfortunately, which sucks. But this has nothing to do with the bad sales, Joe. Oh no! <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, as we said a couple of stories back, uh, yeah. I mean the game sold well. It was number four. Well, uh, well, uh, we, we were suckers too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, for for a lot of people, like Mass Effect is a big deal. You know, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, so a lot of people were willing to like i mean i'm a lot of people are willing to kind of take a chance on it even if you know you know you see that the original studio isn't behind it and like think like there were flaws in it or whatever like i still i, I still went, went on with my deluxe edition you know pre-order or whatever i didn't cancel that played it and you know obviously it was what it was but i was like i was willing to take a chance on it because you know mass effect it's mass effect you know um so it's still it's still a big franchise for ea um so I, I assume that they're not going to just stop development altogether for it. But, um, yeah, they, they definitely need to take a step back and, and really think about what they want the series to continue as. Uh, because I don't think this is this definitely is not it. Because, oh, yeah. you know, small spoiler alert, uh, me and Joe just got done recording our review for uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda. So look forward to that. Uh, but, you know, something we touched on, like the. To call this a misstep is a gross understatement, <laughs> and uh, they—you're absolutely right. They really need to sit back and think what their next move is going to be, because you know, hopefully, it's not the case. But they could have just fatally shot to the the whole franchise in the foot with this. Yeah, but, I mean, the sales, like the sales of the game, show that people definitely are still interested in it, um, and I think those sales, those sales are strong enough where it's like if they would. If they were to take another few years and come back with something else, um, I think people would still be interested in that. But, but man, it's it's kind of like I guess I'm going to repeat what what Jeff Gersman said when the game originally came out a, a, a few weeks ago, um, is that you know, this, you know, obviously I'm a big <laughs> Mass Effect three apologist. You know, people had their issues, and I I not, mean not so much, but but I can definitely agree to say that yeah, okay, maybe it was the right move was to take again after Mass Effect three was take a step back and. And really think about what you wanted to do with the franchise because the ending of that game didn't piss me off, but it certainly pissed off a lot of other people. Um, so it was, it was very important for them to take a step back and, and think about what they wanted to do, and they did, and they fucking missed by a wide margin. Um, <laughs> so, like, I think they've got one more shot to 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 do that again to kind of take a step back and really think about what they want this franchise to be. Because I don't think, like, as much as I loved the original trilogy. Uh, and as much as I wanted to enjoy Andromeda, um, I don't think they've got any more shots to take uh, beyond the next one, unfortunately. Yeah, because especially if it's like the same thing all over again, oh man, that's it. It's done. Yeah, yeah, and it sucks too because there's I'm I'm of two minds here, or or I guess two different points I want to make here is that you know when EA originally bought Bioware, like after the original Mass Effect came out, like I think they bought them in '08. Um, like right before Mass Effect 2 came out, mm-hmm. um, they bought them, and people were worried because this was during like a a rash of of EA buying studios and kind of just closing them down <laughs> almost immediately. Right. Uh, and everyone's like, uh, like I'm not so sure. I'm excited for this particular bit of 
EA buying Bioware news. Uh, and then Mass Effect 2 came out and it was awesome. And then Mass Effect 3 and all that. Um, and, you know, so far it seems like, okay, Bioware is Bioware is safe. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, like, the Animaton Studios got, like, their new IP coming. Um, and another new story here is that we're not going to be seeing that game for a while either. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but, yeah, like, the point is that people were worried, ah, fuck, um, who knows what EA is going to really do with Bioware uh, and what that's going to mean for Mass Effect. And then, on top of that, they got, they I guess they reestablished uh, their licensing with, with Star Wars. Um, and they put out Battlefront, you know, last year, and that was an extremely popular game. And, you know, they've got Battlefront 2 coming this year as well. Um, so, like, with them having, obviously, the, a license for the biggest, you know, sci-fi fucking license that you can have, um, hopefully that, like, between the lukewarm reception to Mass Effect Andromeda and, you know, Star Wars being the biggest it's ever been, hopefully e- that doesn't mean that EA is going to be like, you know what, let's just fucking make Star Wars games instead. You know, because I would love to see more Mass Effect, uh, and I would love to see it fucking come come back to you know the the prominence that it once held. Yeah, he's sitting there and like, wow, this Star Wars universe has all its stuff mapped out already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm afraid of because that's you know Battlefront Two. I, I I guess we forgot to talk about it when they <laughs> they announced it at, during their last episode, but yeah, like obviously it's gonna be a big multiplayer focused game, you know, using established characters and whatnot. But, Are we uh, going into Battlefront Two being announced too? Well, I'll t- I'll touch on it a little bit for now because okay. it because they announced it a while ago. I just forgot to talk about it during the last episode. Um, but like they've got a single player story coming for that as well. Where, you know, whereas the, the yeah, whereas you know, the last game did not. It just kind of had like a lot missions or whatever. Um, the last game felt like it had a lot missing, but yeah, this. This one's going to have a story mode, and it actually sounds like an intriguing story mode. Where yeah, 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 like they're putting a lot, like they're putting a lot of uh, development muscle behind, behind you know that that mode as well. So it it kind of it does not bode well for Mass Effect, <laughs> for me, as far as from where I'm sitting, that's mm. what I'm getting at. It's going to be pretty interesting, definitely, and uh, hopefully things go all right. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Like I'm trying to think of like. I, w- I hate to put it like this, but maybe doing the Roman Reigns Roman Reigns approach, where you take him off TV and pray to death that people forget to boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the answer is they don't. No, oh, no, they don't. They absolutely do not. <laughs> the, people are going to remember the Andromeda. Number one, never call the next game Andromeda. <laughs> just yeah. dr- drop that. I think you ju- you just drop this fr- this part this franchise. Uh, meaning Andromeda, and, like, try to wipe it from existence. Make this the Arkham Origins of your freaking franchise (laughs) and just start anew. Or even try to continue the old one. Maybe, like, maybe a game where you're picking up with the characters after Shepard made the sacrifice. Yeah, that's that's going to be rough. I don't know. That was a... <laughs> That's for whether you liked it or not. Uh, that that ending was pretty definitive for for Mass Effect. So I don't know. I don't know how you continue in that particular uh, trilogy. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to pretend to have like I. Look, I'm not going to pretend that I have like this big franchise saving idea because I fucking certainly do not. But hopefully, someone over there does. Yeah, you know, it was one of my favorite things from that giant Bobcast review they did of Andromeda. Mm. That uh, a better ending to the game would have been you beat the game. And then it cuts to Shepard and the rest of the crew taking on, taking off VR helmets and going, well, that was weird. (laughs) 
game, buddy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, God. But, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with uh, Mass Effect, because, you know, one, one, one last time, they they took a mess step. And if they want this to continue being, this series to continue being a thing, they need to really tread lightly right now. So Yeah, I mean, we, like like Malcolm mentioned, we, we've we recorded our, our full-on review for, for this game, so I will go into all the reasons as to why exactly it's been disappointing for us, but it has been a pretty large disappointment. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, hopefully, God damn it, hopefully <laughs> we get to see this game or this series return to prominence. Indeed. All right. So what else has happened since, buddy? Uh, let's see. We've got PlayStation. <laughs> it's funny because it's been long enough that we've got results for April's top downloads <laughs> uh, for, for the PlayStation Store. Last episode, we covered uh, March. Now we've got April results uh, for the best-selling software on the PlayStation Store. and unsurprising malcolm persona 5 leading out playstation 4 games uh yes on the, on the sales charts even charting at number three on playstation 3 because remember there there's a ps3 version of that uh one copy <laughs> <laughs> oh man we did uh we did get one copy I, I mentioned this i think before but we did get one copy of persona 5 uh on ps3 at best buy before it came out uh it was it was a single copy it was a pre-order uh but we did get it <laughs> and it was funny to see and it was funny because we got that like a, almost a full week before we got any ps4 copies uh but it was funny it was just sitting there on the shelf just taunting me for for like a full two weeks before the game came out i was like fucking god damn it <laughs> <laughs> i would have got it just for the symbol that it's probably going to be like a collector's item before too long you know probably i mean and it's and it's not like the game is any worse than ps3 like if anything that game is probably exactly the same um, even visually, <laughs> so yeah. Hey, save ten bucks. Why not? <laughs> uh, anyway, onto the PS4 charts. Uh, Persona Five at number one. Uh, GTA Five at number two. Mm-hmm. Once again, just steamrolling ahead. <laughs> uh, Uncharted: The Dancing Drake Collection at number three. Uh, that, I believe. Yeah, that was on sale for like seven bucks. Yeah, that's ludicrous. So of course, uh, if anyone was on PS4 without having had a PS3 beforehand, that was. That was an easy deal to jump on. Oh, yeah. I jumped on it, too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last of Us Remastered even was on sale. That's at number four. Uh, MLB The Show 17 at number five uh, for PS4. Uh, Rocket League at number six. <laughs> uh, hilariously enough, sponsoring Backlash. Uh, <laughs> uh, like two years after its release. Uh, Minecraft. <laughs> for, Minecraft on PS4 is at number seven. Outlast 2 at number eight. That's a new release. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, fell down to number nine, and Ark Survivors Pack at number ten. Um, other other highlights, I guess, are Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus one plus 2.5 remix. Fucking kill me uh, <laughs> with that title. Uh, number eleven, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn holding off at number thirteen. Mass Effect Andromeda at number fifteen. Ooh. So quite the fall off there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Those are those are your sales highlights for, for April twenty twenty seventeen. As we said on Twitter, congrats to Atlas number one. That's that's amazing. That's great. Because let me tell you, that game fucking rules. I love this. I love Persona Five so much. Like I like I'm over nine. Like I'm about ninety two hours in. Uh, I've started what is going to be the last palace or dungeon, whatever you want to call it. And my time with that playthrough is winding down. And I'm real sad about it. <laughs> I'm real sad about it. And it's to the point where it's like, 
maybe I start this new game plus instead of <laughs> where I get to keep all my uh, social stats, where I get to keep all my level, my maximum, my level, max, my max level guts and knowledge and, and charm and whatnot, and just fucking steamroll through all the social links. Oh, that, that's gotta be pretty. Uh, that's gonna be pretty awesome because I'm still in the building phase. So, oh man, it's. <laughs> That's the most deflating part of playing a Persona game is you know going to a social link and you're like, oh, you got to be this level in this category to even start it, or getting halfway through it, it's like, no, you got to give it, you got to get this back up if you want to continue this. Fuck, <laughs> but I don't want to study. I just want to hang out. Sorry, but you need more guts to take the medicine. It's like, what if I just say hit the drink option for guys? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i mean the cool thing about new game plus is that it just carries all that over uh so you can just fucking get get on with the goddamn social link. so i'm i'm very very heavily leaning towards doing that because i just don't want this i just don't want to stop with this i love this game so much don't stop really. by the way am i alone in thinking the principal looks like a giant thumb yes <laughs> he looks like a thumb to me he's so gross looking <laughs> Wait, so you're with me, or... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking more penis, but yeah, whatever. Thumbs <laughs> get to, I guess. Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> All right, but the, yeah, that... Well, if the, if, if the symbolism in, in, in Persona is anything, it's definitely not subtle. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we're, we're, of course, going to do a review for this one, but usually we give you hints about whether you should get it or not. Persona 5 is an easy must-get. That was oh, that was the the best thing about Mass Effect Andromeda was getting thirty bucks set off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I I'm actually thinking about buying the soundtrack for this game right after this because I just can't like I like like I'll just be at work and like in random songs from the game will just fucking pop into my head in the middle of doing something whether it's the battle theme or like the shot music from you know the gun shop which has excellent music the fucking you know what music I fucking love is the fucking is the music that plays once you send your calling card and you're in there to steal the treasure. Like it's a very different song. It's like, it's so fucking good. It's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fuck this guy up now. <laughs> it's, right, so it, it, it's great music. Like something oh. I, I've, I do at work because I have a phone with a gigantic battery is I'll just play YouTube videos of the background music and just listen to that as I wait for customers to come through the door. And you know, with that opening, which is like sort of like a big opening for an a for an anime and whatnot. I listen to it every single time I boot up the game. Yes, the fucking <laughs> the fucking both the music that plays in the opening movie and just the title screen music is it's just so good. It's so good. Where everyone's essentially ice skating. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh my god, I, I can't. I need to get more. I can't wait to pop that game in after after this. Oh yeah. Actually, right. I'm definitely buying the soundtrack today. Fuck that. <laughs> what, what am I even thinking about? There you go. Oh, by the way, I know you haven't seen the movie yet, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, fantastic soundtrack, too. And by the way, in my top five favorite Marvel movies right now, Guardians 2. Oh, damn. I, 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 loved, I loved it, and it took me on such an unexpected emotional ride. And that's all I'll say about it. Definitely worth seeing. Huh, all right. Um, I'll probably see that tomorrow morning. Beauty. Let me know what you think. Because <laughs> I've got some data. But then um, again, you're all. I also said I liked uh, Doctor Strange, and you gave it a meh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for that. Oh god damn it! Well, we'll, we'll see what you think. And for the love of God, just enjoy the movie for what it is. I'm getting sick of the reviews where it's not quite like uh, the first one, or it doesn't do this like the first. I'm like fucking a. No, yeah, I just I, I don't care for that. Yeah, thank you, thank God. Like, <laughs> or it's like, oh yeah, the. 
Or it's like, it doesn't have to be like, <laughs> like you don't have to worry about which one is better. Just enjoy Just wonder if it, you enjoy it or not. Like, how about just that? Exactly. Uh, but anyway, moving on. What else has happened? Um, let's see. Continuing on to, on, on Persona 5 here, um, is that <laughs> Atlas has, uh, relaxed the streaming restrictions a bit. Not, not a whole lot. Like, they'll still fucking fuck you up if you, if you stream past a certain point in the game. Chapter 7, uh, I believe they said. No, I mean, originally it was, um, they had set the in-game date as July 7th. That July was 7th, thank you. Like, that was the original, don't stream past this. Um, and I, bl- and they've moved that now to, uh, November 19th in-game, which is, which is, um, yeah, that's basically the start of the end-game there. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's a much, that's a much better fit, I think. Like, um, like I don't care for their restrictions at all. Um, if like I'd rather not have it at all. Um, but if there was a point to pick, um, they should have just picked that point because that, like, that's that's the point where we're so, <laughs> like, I'm already past that date. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. like that's definitely a point where you definitely don't want to hear anything. Because uh, shit, just, shit takes a fucking turn, man. It's like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, this game is. without telling me the answer who have you found out and this is not a spoiler because it happens like literally in the first five minutes of the game but have have you already found out who betrayed you at the beginning of the game yes oh that's 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 the huge part of it like it's yeah because i mean that's what that that's what that point is like the game is the game is told kind of like in flashbacks or whatever like as you as you gain social links it'll flashback to the present and it's like oh like you met this person and that person or whatever um, and the very beginning of the game, you know, you're running through this casino. You're like, why am I running through this casino? <laughs> Other than uh, playing the tutorial. You know? <laughs> yeah, basically. And um, yeah, like the last, yeah, the last thing before that, that new date that, that, that they set, it's, it's you catching up to that. So it's like, okay. And then everything after that is taking place after those flashbacks finally. Um, or flash forward, whatever you want to call them. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that, that 11-19 date is, is the correct date <laughs> to set that kind of deadline for um even though i don't believe that restriction should be set at all but that's neither here nor i still just want to take screenshots goddamn okay yeah. at least still can't do it. why can't i take a screenshot of the goddamn trophies when i get them for christ's sake well i mean yeah um i mean i guess that doesn't matter because those aren't the screenshots and i just want to screenshot the goofy shit that happens you know? <laughs> i don't want to i don't care about screenshotting oh you fucking fused 50 personas like i know what the fucking velvet room looks like i don't need a screenshot of that (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i don't screenshot the goofy dialogue Uh, all right what else happened that may or may not be persona 5 related (laughs) no that's all the persona okay uh, um but more big news for your good buddy joe over here is that uh the next series the next entry in the hot shots golf series uh is coming out August 29th, called Everybody's Golf. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Golf is the name that it... It's a series name for basically everywhere but the United States. It's been called Everybody's Golf in Japan and, and in Europe as well, I believe. Oh, um, okay. So it's not like an... It's not, it's not an all-new name for the series. It's just new for, for America. Um, but yeah, PlayStation 4, Everybody's Golf, August 29th. Just in time for the series' 20th anniversary, which is nuts to think about. Oh, wow, 20 months. August is turning to a busy month because another game I think was uh, announced its release date for that exact same day too, which I'm sure is on your list there too. But so we'll get into that. Uh, what was that? Oh, it was that that the uh, Absolver. Oh, I did not have that. But is that the date for that? Yep. The they did a combat trailer 
like just yesterday, and at the very end, they announced it for August uh, 29th, too, uh, I believe. Uh, well, spoiler, Malcolm. I'll be buying Hacha. I'll be buying everybody's golf. Um, because especially because it launches at just a a nice a nice neat sum of thirty nine ninety nine uh, or forty nine ninety nine if you're in Canada because I guess their dollar is kind of tanking over there. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> terrible to hear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there'll also be a closed online test for it uh, by the end of this month. So I'm real excited for for everybody's golf. I fucking I love those games so much and. Sometimes, like, like every, like I picked up, I picked up World Invitational on the Vita uh, a few months ago. I was like, let me, let me dust this thing off and see if I can get platinum trophy on that. Because remember, I, like, if this was a running gag for a while after the game came out uh, five years ago. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, when that original came out five years ago, that was the one trophy I couldn't get for the platinum for that game. And spoiler alert: still can't get it. Still real hard. <laughs> So maybe uh, maybe I'll try it again before this comes out. Oh yeah, and uh, just to finish up, uh, and we'll we'll go into Absolver, I guess. But uh, going on the Hot Shots Golf, uh, it, I did get it on Vita. I wasn't any good, <laughs> but uh, I look forward to trying it again. I like I like how they set everything up. It almost looks like me's set mm-hmm. up in there, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always been like a really fun, like our cartoony art style. Yeah. And, um, uh, they're in like caddies and whatnot get playing the golf it, <laughs> it looks it's like the most fun i've ever seen golf look so yeah it's by far my favorite way to experience golf because let me tell you real golf is boring as shit and i fucking can't stand watching it or listening to it or anything but like hot shots golf or mario golf like uh, all the goofy takes on golf fucking sign me up i'll fucking take motherfuckers to church i'll fuck you up on the links <laughs> I fucking love Hot Shots Golf so much. I'm I'm super stoked for this. Oh yeah, and uh, going into Absolver, we had a. Uh, if you like martial arts at all, this this is going to be your jam. It's yeah. Uh, essentially, uh, it, you know, you're tell playing. What's that? Let's go ahead and tell us about Absolver because I'll let you take a point on this one. <laughs> so essentially, they showed this combat trailer, which I invite everyone to go look at. But essentially. They talk about the, how the game system works. You create a character. They sh- you pick from one of three different styles and show you how that those styles will help you out through the game. There's one that that uh, focuses on countering, one on on taking blows as they pop up, that they hit you. And there's other ones where you're pretty much just counter-punching the entire time. And it's uh, pretty cool. I, I can't wait to try it out. And they talked about the system, which can see you do stuff like you can uh, get a teacher who will basically allow you, whoever your sensei is, you can access his moves as well as your own. And the way moves work is they're essentially like, uh, think of them like a card deck. You can you can create combos, and uh, depending on how you move during the move, it could leave you in a completely different stance, which will then open you up to different moves and of course you can create different combos that'll basically set you up into another combo and whatnot. So it creates like this, every move flows into one another. So it's actually like a really, really interesting premise on the whole thing. Mm. So okay. I, I, it looks really, really super cool. I, and this is also an exclusive for PlayStation. So like two exclusives come out that day. So if you like punching people in the face, you got you covered. And if you love uh, putting, you're covered there, too. Fucking A right, I do. (laughs) 
fucking goddamn right. You'll probably see a double review because I I've been looking forward to Absolver ever since it got announced, and I know Joe has been looking forward to golf ever since golf was created in the 1700s. So. <laughs> Do you think, know that as a fact? Or what, is that true? That, that would be amazing if that's one of <laughs> I don't know anything. Like I said, I don't give a shit about real golf. But goddamn, I love these games. Uh, that That's the joy of games. They they can like take something boring and make it really interesting. Like, for example, uh, fishing. Assassin's Creed made made history interesting. Or how about fishing? Yeah, there we go. Like, uh, Final Fantasy did a fantastic job with fishing. Or even back on the Dreamcast. Remember that fishing controller they had? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. First played in the 15th century. All right, so pretty well. A while ago. A while ago, yeah. That's 1400s, I think. 14. Ah, I was missed it by that much. But, yeah, (laughs) those two games coming out on the 29th of August. So, have fun with that. All right, moving on, Joe. Let's see. Um... It's a little bit older, so let's say Resident Evil 7 had some has some free DLC coming, Not a Hero, starring uh, Chris Redfield, I believe. And uh, they did, Capcom decided to not be a hero, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, they went ahead and delayed it, uh, <laughs> that free DLC. It was supposed to launch this spring, um, but the director of the game, uh, Koshi Nakanishi, said that the development team, quote, got close to completing the game content. However, in light of the incredible reception to the release of Resident Evil 7, we concluded that this DLC was not good enough to meet those high expectations. Which is really weird. It's like saying, we had everything all set up, but then we found out people actually gave a shit about this game. So. <laughs> yeah, he went on, the producer uh, went on to say, uh, our aim for this, for this content is to match the high quality of the main game, so we need more development time. So. Um, it'll still be free when it launches, so that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it's, that's good that they did that, because, man, so much DLC, like, there's, like, obviously in there's, there's good DLC for sure, um, but a lot of it can feels like you can easily just kind of ignore if, and just play the main game because it's usually not substantial. But it's 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 good that they're taking. It. Mm, I agree. Uh, but yeah, and you know, after talking about Mass Effect Andromeda for as long as we did <laughs> just a second ago, uh, Capcom, you take your sweet time with this uh, bit of DLC because you know, as a guy who played through the game twice just to see both endings. Uh, I can't, you know, I really can't, I can't wait for this bit, which I think is going to open up, uh, and pretty much complete the story for seven, which, uh, <clears throat> gotta say, Joe, it still <laughs> pisses me off. You still haven't played this game. Cause I just want to like, just go into it and explain. There are like so many questions at the end of seven and which is great. Cause you know, remember when games made you look forward to the sequel? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but some of them, I think, will be addressed with this one, and it, I've enjoyed what DLC they've released so far, but some of the story bits, I felt, didn't go as far into it as I was hoping. So maybe they got that feedback, and maybe they really want to hit a home run with this one. So uh, when, when did they say they were delaying it, or did they give any sort of date? Um, I no, they didn't really. Um, no, they didn't say when it was going to come out. Uh, unfortunately, but but hopefully soon. <laughs> you know, hopefully you know by the summer. You're not going to, but you know, I enjoyed seven so much. They can take their take their time, and I hate to put it like this, but it's not like we're I'm not I'm going to have nothing to play until then. So yeah, there's still a lot coming out. So. Oh yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, May sixteenth. 
May 16th, you know, we have two big games. We have uh, Injustice 2 and uh, The Surge, which I've been hearing a lot of interesting things about. So as the Souls player of this group, of this team, I, I'm very <laughs> interested in it. All right. Uh, what else uh, happened? Let's see. Um, Slightly Mad Studios, uh, <laughs> the, developer, <laughs> the developers behind, uh, you know, Project Cars and, and, the, and a couple of Need for Speed games before, um, they've teased that they are working with... Um, a Hollywood blockbuster franchise. Um, they haven't said anything beyond that. Oh, but, gee. Whoa, whoa. But, <laughs> but, man, what Hollywood blockbuster franchise could 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 a racing studio... <laughs> focusing um, on cars. ...could be focusing on. That's right, Malcolm. Pixar, <laughs> Disney Pixar's Cars. Cars 3. You know, that first trailer licensed. was really dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, um, no, obviously they haven't said anything beyond that, um, but the safe money, of course, is on, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, <laughs> it doesn't get much more blockbuster than that, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, with the racing expertise, they could be the one studio to finally put out a good uh, Fast and Furious game, you know, uh, depending on what kind of game they make. Oh, yeah, because I, I think there has been some, but they haven't been good. Well, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, there have been some standalone games. The only good Fast and Furious game thing that's ever happened was uh, when Horizon 2 came out a couple of years ago. They put out, like, they put out basically a free add-on for it, um, which was free for, like, a month and, like, ten bucks after that. Uh, basically, within the game's engine, they're like, they just put all the cars from Furious 7 in there. And they're like, yeah, here are the cars from Furious 7 with some voiceover from Ludacris and his from, character. In, in Horizon Zero Dawn? Not Zero Dawn, Forza Horizon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, Malcolm. In Horizon Zero Dawn, humanity's been wiped from the planet except for these fucking this team of ten <laughs> overly skilled fucking thieves slash fucking government agents and their see, fucking sweet rides. You see, you make that joke now, but if they took on robot dinosaurs and Furious Nine, I would not be what? surprised. Yeah, we're well, not bad at that at all. <laughs> have you seen uh, Fury, uh, Fate of the Eight or Fate of the Furious? Yeah, yes, I have. What did that, you think? That, that movie is so much fun. It is, and it and it, and it is so outrageous. They're fucking uh, nuclear subs, Malcolm. They're, they're they moved on to nuclear subs. <laughs> it is so good. It, it is such a fun time. It's like the Marvel movies to me. They're, it's a fun time at the theater, which is what I'm looking uh, for. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, he, <laughs> The, the the I only had like two qualms with it. Uh, one, uh, if you want to not get drunk playing a drinking game, uh, take a drink every single time The Rock and Vin Diesel are on screen together. Because <laughs> it's not much. They don't like each other. My God. <laughs> and uh, number two. Which sucks because I love both of those guys. It's like, oh, come on, man. It is. It's like uh, seeing your dad's fight. Like, uh, the good news is I, I heard that, you know, because the plan was for the rock to go off into the sunset after that because he wasn't liking working with vin diesel but after the may the movie made like 200 billion dollars on the opening <laughs> weekend or something like that vin was like hey man let, let's talk things out <laughs> <laughs> and i think they're saying that they're going to spin off him and and uh jason statham's character too into you like their own movie do it because <laughs> <laughs> those guys those guys are so good together they are they they which is interesting because I didn't think uh, I would like Statham's character, especially after what he did in Furious Seven. He killed Han, man! What he the fuck? Him. People and... are just—that's the only thing I don't like. It's like, oh, we're just gonna fucking ignore that he killed Han. Everyone loved Han. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love Han too. It's a, 
my wife, who saw it with me, who also enjoyed it, of course, she like the way she explained it was like, I think the way they expl- they try to explain it as far as sweeping it under the rug is like a, the reason why he was doing all that was because of Cypher manipulating him, which <laughs> is exactly what frickin Vin Diesel is doing right now by betraying them. You know, minus he didn't doesn't actually kill anybody yet, but oh my god! But uh, yeah, that, that's a fun film. But anyway, going back to this one, <laughs> you know, if uh, I wonder if uh, Vin Diesel and the other actors' contracts translate into the video game too. To which case, if you want to beat the game, just pick Vin Diesel. He can't lose any fights, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> this. I love the series, but that's an asshole thing to put in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't lose, no matter what. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> also, I am Groot. <laughs> but, yeah, that that would be pretty interesting. Like, it would have to be a mix of cars and beating the shit out of people, too. Which, I think, like, if they ma- especially if they make it, like, a fight scene from the Fast and the Furious, it could be really fun. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too, though, is that I, with the studio being, you know, um, slightly mad studios, like, their experience is entirely in racing games, and not just racing games, but, like, simulation racing games on top of that. So it's very, it's going to be very interesting if, if, like, if it ends up being, you know, Fast and Furious is not what they're doing. It's going to be very interesting to see how they apply their their skill set to, to something as outrageously outlandish as, as Fast and Furious, both from a driving standpoint because uh, that's definitely not a sim at all either. <laughs> uh, and from, like, you know, just like from kind of like a story or, or kind of like outside of the car gameplay standpoint as well. So I don't know. It's a very interesting pairing. And I hate to say this, but it could also be Transformers, I guess. Um, uh, No, because I, I think Activision still has that license. Okay, okay, that's good then. <laughs> I'm cool on Transformers right now. <laughs> oh, man. But that'd be cool. I'm, I'm curious where they would take it. But, like... Just imagine a fight scene in a video game, The Rock driving somebody through, like, stone pillars. <laughs> Fucking yeah, man. Uh, they're pretty much the most, as close as we could get to the Avengers. <laughs> I remember watching, like, a YouTube video. Somebody, like, actually broke down what would happen if, like, some of the stunts that, you know, these characters can just walk away from with no problem happen to you in real life. And, like, all of them was like, yeah, you'd be dead about here. <laughs> but you know once again it's just it's mindless fun at the movie i love it yeah it's good stuff all right joe what's the next story uh next story here um it's <laughs> this is this is a funny story it's, it's a hell of a story mouse it's a hell of a story oh dear but uh <laughs> but uh when tekken 7 comes out in america uh you won't be able to main Roger Jr. the kangaroo <laughs> because that guy, that that particular animal is not making it out of the cut here in America. This fucking story. God damn. <laughs> this is the funniest most absurd thing I've read in a while. This is the uh, left eating itself right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah, they they it's weird cuz the explanation is kind of confusing in its own right. Like I, I mean the the gist of it that they want to say is that oh, you know, um they quoted quote animal activists as the reason for being for the reason for being why why they cut Roger Jr. or whatever. But they go they they explain in this weird roundabout way where it's like that doesn't entirely make sense either because like a like Roger Jr. can hold his own. Damn it, it's a fighting game. You can make him do whatever he wants. <laughs> and you know they're keeping they're keeping Kuma the bear because they they said quote he's stronger than human beings, so it makes sense to keep him in there. It's like um, 
Well, I mean, if you play Roger right, he's stronger than anybody too, right? Oh yeah, like a <laughs> kangaroo can fuck you up, man. It's like, um, like no joke. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, right. it, it's very funny. It's you know, it's as funny as it is stupid, and it's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. It's like like you like you said you know, like if an activist is gonna lose their mind over I can't over Roger the kangaroo then why isn't he including all the because there's there's not only a bear there's also a panda in there too yeah and those are way more gentle yeah exactly those are put up much less of a fight than that <laughs> can't believe like, I'm, I'm I'm pro- I'm talking about right now. <laughs> oh man yeah and the and the fact that you know. This reminds me of uh, the whole bros versus hoes uh, trophy debacle from God of War Ascension from years back. It's like you're not doing anything with this fight right here. It's like nobody is not going to play Roger in the game and feel like, you know what? I'm not going to beat up animals anymore. (laughs) It's like because, no, that's not how it freaking works. It's like, yeah, especially when like so many open world games, like like a lot of what you do is like, oh, like I got to make. I gotta craft weapons or ammo or whatever. I gotta fucking go hunt down these rare endangered fucking <laughs> animals so I can get the, the good pelt I need for this fucking rare ammo pouch or whatever. Oh yeah, like I, I've killed so many boar and, uh, well, not only in Breath of the Wild, but also in Near Automa. And uh, as well as like moose in that game too. It's like, it's just a normal thing, dude. It's like, it's nothing. <laughs> oh my god but it, it's it's hysterical don't get me wrong it's like it's uh, god <laughs> it's just a weird thing to be like oh yeah this is where we make this particular stand it's like really oh, yeah. this <laughs> like, is where we draw the line and like this is the line we're drawing all right but it, you're still an idiot but okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> what what else happened um last thing i've got here malcolm and I'll let you take point because you're the most excited about it. But you did mention it earlier that Red Hood, as well as Starfire and Sub-Zero, are going to be included in the first batch of DLC for Injustice 2. Uh, Which, uh, by the way, once again, thank you. Thank you <laughs> so much, Ed Boon and people at NetherRealms. This this has made my purchase. And me, me and Joe went back and forth on this because he hates DLC, especially season passes and stuff like that with a fiery passion. Uh me on the other hand, like I'd rather not wait till Injustice Three to play as Red Hood, so I'm totally down with it. <laughs> and you know, going a little bit on the whole DLC thing, it's not like unless you buy the deluxe edition, you can't use the up X or right tr- shoulder button or something like that. <laughs> Imagine if that was a thing, but like no, it's like go for you know, it's like the game. I as a guy who only bought. Injustice won the normal edition. Like I never got any of the DLC characters or anything like that. It's still a fun game. It's still a fun time. I still enjoyed it. And much of the same with Injustice 2. That being said, I am so happy that I got <laughs> the season pass for this game because Red Hood is my favorite DLC, uh, DLC DC character <laughs> here right now ever. I love the guy. I'm very curious about the outfits he's going to have. And uh, I can't wait to see some actual footage of uh, him fighting and what have you. Uh, I am surprised that they just didn't include him in the main game. That he make the, he didn't make the cut for the main roster. Especially, I don't know if you've started reading the Injustice comic book that just re- that just started. That's setting up. That's you know after one, but before Injustice two. But uh, one of the main stories. And uh, fast forward like thirty seconds from uh, when I s- say. Now to not hear it, 
But like one of the big ongoing stories in that comic book is somebody else is dressing up as Batman. And my first instinct, and that's on the side of evil. And my first instinct was, oh, it might be Red Hood. <laughs> but it's probably just going to be Damon Wayne. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. I'm very happy to see him in here. I think he's a cool character and I think he could play really well in a fighting game too. So I think that's going to work out fantastically. Starfire. I'm also excited about because uh, not only do I like the character, thanks to the multitude of teen Titans shows and movies, minus the current teen Titans and the, <laughs> on the cartoon network. But uh, it also makes me hope that because, you know, right now we have Robin, we'll, we'll have Starfire. And we have Cyborg. And there's a lot of people guessing because uh, if you f- if you watch the uh, trailer till the end, you see six other silhouettes appear. And a lot of people are guessing that one of them is Beast Boy and one of them is Raven. So we'll have all the Titans right there, which I, I think is really super cool. Mm-hmm. And six, if you can count, if you count Blue Beetle, because he's been a thing in the movies now. But anyway, uh, so I'm stoked about that. Also in the silhouettes, very clearly... And this might uh, get your uh, blood pumping up a little bit, Joe, but we got Black Manta is very visible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And number two is, of course, Raiden, because who the hell else is wearing that hat? (laughs) So we've got at least one other Mortal Kombat character. Last game, we only had Scorpion make an appearance, but we've got Sub-Zero and Raiden. So a lot of people are guessing that one of the other characters is Johnny Cage, which... Johnny Cage would be worth it just to see him interact, just to do the in, the fight intros with other characters. <laughs> uh, but and, uh, yeah, the the Red Hood. Oh God, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about that. And uh, a si- like a side note for Injustice Two, the mobile game is out now, which I've been playing, and I unlocked Robin and actually got to a two star silver with him already. So, which is really helping me out. So play that game. I hear you unlock stuff for the game too as you play it. So there you go. And it's pretty much a. It's pretty much like Marvel Champions, where you're just swiping and tapping to do fighting and whatnot. So it's a good time. But anyway, Red Hood, Injustice Two, Game of the Year confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see uh, some other news from the Malcolm Vaults here. Uh, have you heard about the debacles going on with Prey too? which also came out on the 6th. Uh, no. Uh, well... Very... What's the consensus on that game? Because Bethesda, I guess, just does that stupid-ass thing now where they're like, nah, they're, like, we'll just not send review copies of games anymore. Um, so no one had that game before release. Well, sadly with this game, uh, it turns out there there might be a reason for that. <laughs> and it's pretty much uh, what, you, what you're fearing. Um, IGN just gave the game a four or 4.5 holy shit and the reason they gave it a four 4.5 and i want to i'll point out as they did they played it on the pc right which you would assume would be the optimal way you would assume but then again if you played arkham any of the arkham games that you know that's not necessarily true but (laughs) at a certain point of the game the saves all got corrupted and became unplayable it was like, I think just a little past chapter four, which is not that far. And, you know, Bethesda, you know, apologized and actually saved them and gave them another save at that exact point that they could use to continue playing. And they played it for a few hours and then it got corrupted too. Like this was like a constant problem where the saves of the game became corrupted over and over and over again. 
and they couldn't finish the game. It mm. got it got to a point where like, yeah, we tried to play this game, but we can't. So we got to give it from what we've been playing so far. So it's like, like they liked some the ideas behind the game, even though the story they did say the story gets a little ridiculous uh, after the really cool opening. But the save situation just made the game unplayable, and they, they gave it a four point five. I yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's yeah, this is exclusively uh, for the PC version. Um, like yeah, I was, yeah, this is actually Dan Stapleton uh, who reviewed this. I've, I I follow him on Twitter, and he'd been I forgot that he <laughs> reviewed for IGN, and <laughs> I'd seen him the last few days, kind of like talking about how shitty this, the save system has been. Um, forgot that he reviewed for IGN, and yeah, fuck four point four point oh, not a four point five. Four, I was being too gracious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he says he's he's going to be looking into the 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 console versions to see if he experiences those same issues, but man, that's, that's not encouraging at all, is it? Yeah. I, I just saw that review this morning, so I don't have any word as far as the, uh, as far as the uh, console versions, though I'm really happy. I did. I decided not to get it. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as Bethesda's concerned, as far as their like their, their new practice of not sending review copies, it's not, I mean, for others, for other games, it's usually indicative, but for, for Bethesda, they just they, I mean, after they did it with, they started with Doom and they kind of did it by accident, where it's like, yeah, we're not sure what people are going to think of Doom, and then it was good, and then they took that as a sign to, as, as oh, we don't need to send review copies ever, and and they stopped doing that with like, I believe the sign or two, and you know that game was, I mean, people enjoyed that game, um, people didn't buy it, <laughs> um, but people, in, but it was a good game, uh, review wise, and you know the same with Skyrim. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so, you know, I didn't think it was necessarily indicative of quality. It was just more indicative of Bethesda being assholes and wanting to get people to pre-order the game uh, without hearing about whether or not it's any good. Uh, but, yeah, this is the one time it actually fell in their face, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a shame because uh, the game was starting to get some hype. Like, I, I remember kind of funny, they got the demo for it and they they were really stoked about it. And, you know, especially after the whole debacle with Andromeda, which, say what you will, at least the saves work in that game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that sucks. Like, and this was a franchise that hadn't gotten a sequel in ages, so this could have been the start of a new of it all over again. But <laughs> I mean, it's weird even calling it a franchise, really, because, I mean, the, the only other game... Uh, game two, yeah, <laughs> with, yeah, and it's when all and also also it's called Prey, <laughs> by the way, uh, came out fucking over ten years ago. It was like it was a launch game for the Xbox 360. Um, so like, <laughs> and even that game took forever to come out. I believe that was supposed to come out on, P- on PC like in the fucking late nineties. So like, this is a franchise that has that's been in development for like that's <laughs> in twenty years uh, has had two games come out between three developers uh so it's a really fucking weird thing to even call a franchise but yeah i don't know pray i don't know like I, it's not a series that i've ever like put a lot of stock in personally uh don't necessarily feel bad for not doing so at, <laughs> uh after this like as i said before you know this is not a year to put out a dud like it's, no there are there's options so, there are so many better there's so many good games out right now though, that it's hard to yeah, like you said, it's not worth putting out a dud. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, let's see. Uh, something that uh, just slipped through the cracks. Uh, a new game, as Joe mentioned earlier in the podcast, was that Outlast 2 did come out. 
which has been getting a lot of very glowing reviews. I'll never play it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll get this. So, but one reviewer that I, that was a little bit more critical on the game, and when I say critical, I think he in the end gave it a seven or eight. So it's not like he bashed it, but he uh, was uh, angry, Joe. Not that Joe. Uh, not Joe Net- Garcia, but another Joe, guy named Joe who's another, angry. <laughs> another lesser Joe. <laughs> There's only one Joe Prime, and he's God right here on the firmware update. But Bet your sweet ass. <laughs> uh, one of the things he brought the, to task for it is like you know, comparing it to a game like Resident Evil Seven, where if you hide, like the enemy actually, actually the en- enemies that are haunting or looking for you will actually have to quote look for you, like. They don't know. They don't know where you are. And he uh, he played it on hard mode, which is actually is just one difficulty higher than normal. Which the, I don't believe there's an easy mode, but is like normal than hard. He just played it like a scotch. They're still like hardcore and insane to give to give you an idea how many levels are. And at that point, however, on hard mode, like the enemies know where you are at all times. Like, there will be times where the enemy's not on screen, he hears the music change, so he jumps into, like, an oil barrel to hide, and the enemy just makes a beeline straight for him and just pulls him out of the barrel and starts, like, attacking him. It was, like, it was like one of the more frustrating parts of it. Like, and he does say, granted, I wasn't playing on normal, but this is just a scotch up. I can't imagine playing... He <laughs> made it a point to say, I can't imagine playing the game on insane or, or whatever, or hardcore. If this is what it's like, just simply hard. And uh, maybe, I, I don't want to say in response to that, but apparently, I'm guessing they've gotten uh, more complaints about it. So uh, they did release a patch for the game where they said, like, it, the enemy's not going to make a beeline for you anymore. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he had an interesting review for it, ultimately saying that the first one was better, but he... Uh, there was some issues with this game that didn't follow in the spirit of the first one. But uh, anyway, that, that was fixed up and I just brought that up because I thought that that thing was funny as well. And that's all I've got. Unless you've got anything that just came up or anything. Um, I've got one last story here. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I should have, yeah, I didn't realize it was a new story till just now, but, um, pretty big news actually. Cause considering how far it made into our game of the year tournament last year, uh, but Square Enix has separated themselves from IO Interactive, the developers behind uh, last year's Super Smash Hit Hitman. Really? Yeah. Yes, I I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. So the story on Kotaku reads, "Quote uh, that you know, of course, you know, Square Enix bought uh, IO Interactive in 2009, um, and in a statement released today, the the publisher said, "Quote to maximize player satisfaction as well as market potential going forward." They have regrettably decided to withdraw from the business of IO Interactive. As a result of this, the company started discussion uh, discussions with potential new investors and is currently in negotiations to secure this investment. Uh, whilst there can be no guarantees that the negotiations will be concluded successfully, they are being explored since this is in the best interest of our shareholders, the studio, and the industry as a whole. <laughs> um, so, man, that's... I mean, not only is that a weird thing to do, that's just a weird way to frame it as well. Like, oh, like this would be in our and the industry's best interest if we split from this developer who's made one of the most critically acclaimed games uh, of this generation. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay, um, sure. So I don't know what that's going to mean for Hitman going forward as well, because 
they had a whole season, second season. Uh, they have a whole second season that they're supposedly working on for Hitman. Uh, so I don't know what that means for that or for or for the franchise in general. And it's because, and it's Square who ultimately owns the franchise, right? I I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know that they do. Uh, I'm not actually sure. Cause, yeah, because Kotaku even here, they said it's unclear what this means exactly for the Gune Studio and its staff. Well, aside from Hitman, I've also been responsible for Kenny Lynch eh. <laughs> and the criminally and the criminally underrated Dominion Ninjas, which was a fun little game uh, on PS3. Um, though it certainly suggests that Square is in the process of, process of entertaining offers for the sale of IO. Um, it also doesn't explain what happens to the Hitman IP once the two companies split, or what the future holds for Hitman's new seasonal release model. Um, so yeah, even even news outlets are aren't exactly sure what what is up with the franchise. Like who owns it or or where it's gonna go after all this? Yeah, it's very interesting because for all intents and purposes, like it was in our game of the year, as we said. So it was a good game. Like the whole thing yes. worked, so. works swimmingly, one might say. <laughs> like that game made it really fucking far into our tournament. Yeah, in fact, it, it I would argue it reinvented how I feel about the whole franchise. So yeah. I, I don't know why you you they would want to sever relationships. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hmm. So I guess time will tell. I don't know if the the plan plan from Square if Square does own it if they're like okay we got what we need and we're going to be jerks and separate. But uh, or if they if the iOS just continues with what they were doing. Hmm. No fucking idea. This is really weird. This is so out of left field and seemingly unnecessary uh, that I don't know. Because like on top of like being so critically acclaimed, um, like that that game seemed to do like economically, it seemed like a very like like it like it seemed to like it was a cheaper thing to develop because they wanted that you know, episodic model. Um, so it can't be that the game was too expensive to make or didn't make its money back. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I have no actual idea what what Square <laughs> what Square Japan is thinking here. Uh, I guess time will tell. Folks, I get, with that, that does it for this news brief for you here. Thank you so much for listening in to our episode point ninety one point ninety one. Did we actually say the number episode? <laughs> I, <laughs> I think we missed it, but it, <laughs> it'll be on the title. Fuck it. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Folks, that's, the, <laughs> that's the kind of commitment uh, that our listeners don't love. It's, okay, we're still working out which ones are the actual... 191. 191. Folks, if you enjoyed what you heard, you can sub- subscribe to us every single episode. All you need to do, if you have an Apple Apple phone or device, you can go to the podcast app. Just look up Firmware Update. There we are. Hit the subscribe button. And please, if you like what you hear, a five-star review and something written tremendously helps the show. Or if you'd rather, we if you are, if you have an Android device, you can find us on such apps such as Stitcher Radio, which is free and allows you to stream, or Pocket Cast, which is one we highly recommend. It's three ninety nine, but it's an awesome three ninety nine that you'll be spending. You can stream and download, as well as all the other podcasts. Plus, it's available on Apple, so you can have like perfect sync between all your devices. On top of that. That you can also find us uh, if you'd rather just download us directly. We have a website. Hey, it's 2017. You can go right to thefirmup.com and just download the episodes straight from our website. And you can also see, read articles written by Joe Garcia, which you should. 
On top of that, we also have a Facebook page and we'll post every single episode as it comes out. And please uh, like the page really helps us out as well. And you can follow us as well on Twitter at the firm up where we post all the news and whatnot as they happen, as well as any deals that we find that we think you guys might enjoy as well. You can follow me at PS Malk and at wands 23 for Joe and Joe. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Uh, no, I think that, that about covers it right on. All right. We will see you guys next time. Adios.